Hey everyone, Hades has launched on Xbox and PlayStation, and today I got the chance to talk with Greg Kasavin, creative director over at Supergiant Games, diving into everything Hades, the production process, the storytelling, and of course, and of course, his tips if you're jumping into Hades for the first time on Xbox or PlayStation. Enjoy. Yeah, it's very, very good to meet you. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you today, mainly because uh, I've actually covered a lot of Greek mythology focused, I guess, like media on the oh, site. Cool. Um, yeah. And so my, my first question really revolves around how different Hades is from everything we see in Greek, uh, you know, media based on Greek mythology. So I wanted to ask, um, because there's a lot of storytelling out there that uses Greek myth as a foundation, were there anything that you all went into the development process that you immediately wanted to subvert or hold on to when you started building it? Yeah. Um, so for, first off, first off, thank you for all that. Um, the, when we, started thinking about this game and we were floating the idea of uh, theming it um, around an aspect of Greek mythology, we really had to ask ourselves, like, what business do we have doing this? Because there are so many, th there's so many great and influential works in modern media, not to mention classical media surrounding Greek mythology. So we have to ask ourselves, like, what, what are we, what are we doing that we, that kind of should exist that doesn't already exist in some capacity. Do we think we have an angle on it that that warrants um, making? And and what was really compelling to us was uh, focusing on the the family dynamics in particular um, and and the sort of uh, um, hypothesis I guess the, the the theory that part of why uh, the the Olympians are so compelling and we're still talking about them thousands of years later is that they're this big dysfunctional family. And we see it, it's like the humanity of these characters more than their, you know, uh, Zeus throwing lightning bolts or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the, the big, the big influence on it um, is, is uh, classical mythology, classical mythology, just kind of going back to the source. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've been personally interested in uh, classical mythology since I was a little kid. And as I kind of um, take in, works of modern media based on a Greek mythology. To me, it's always interesting to like compare what I happen to know about how some of these gods have been, like how they're depicted in, you know, the Iliad or something like that yeah. versus in modern media. And it's like, man, why, why isn't these, these guys are way more, they're like more like complicated in general in, in the source material. And that sort of like complexity was compelling to us. So I think where we drew the line generally was that the game would take its inspiration chiefly from classical mythology and not from modern media because it feels yeah. like it feels like stuff based on greek myth is like it's drawing from like clash of the titans and other like yeah. modern media a lot and and we wanted to kind of go back to the source and and that includes you know portraying some of these characters that i couldn't tell you why they don't get depicted in in media based on Greek myth, because they're, they're like, so they're so cool in the original source material, like Nyx, um, you know, she, yes. she, is, she is night. Yes. She's like, she's like created. <laughs> it's like, my God, it's, it's, but she doesn't appear in 
much of anything uh, as an example and primordial chaos and stuff like that is another one. These ideas are, so we're like, maybe, you know, if there's a reason why nobody likes these characters, we don't know what it is and we're going to find out because we're going to put them into our, <laughs> our video game um, and, and so on. So uh, that, that gives you hopefully some of, um, some of our thought process when, when we started. No, I mean, and I, I really love to hear that because I mean, for me, I actually went into college as a classical archaeology major and like moved out of that. But just like you, like I, Greek myth has been my bread and butter. And one of the things that I really loved was when I first picked up Hades was realizing that I wasn't playing as a well-known god. I yeah. wasn't playing as somebody that we've seen really before. Um, So what went into choosing Zagreus as the main character and kind of yeah. looking at the relationships that form around him and also just the underworld as, as the setting. Yeah. So, um, uh, th thank you for, it's a, it's such a juicy, uh, question. Cause we, so Hades started as a game set in the labyrinth of Crete that was going to star, uh, Theseus, uh, oh, and wow. be about his journey, uh, to to slay the Minotaur because because we're like oh the labyrinth that's perfect for a roguelike game it's different every time it's confusing maze and so on um, and basically um, for various this is only a couple of months into development but we were running into some some like tonal issues with it actually because we wanted mm. we we wanted for this game to be able we wanted for anyone to be able to enjoy this game regardless of their um, past experience with Greek myth like it it, yeah. it shouldn't require someone with your background or mine to be like, oh, cool, it's the labyrinth of Crete. So we're like, uh, it, the, the tone was feeling too stodgy and, mm -hmm. and our, our version of Theseus wasn't coming together at that time. So, and, but it was around that time I was doing all this research into it and I came across Zagreus uh, for the first time in, in all, I had never heard of him before um, despite my experience with Greek myth. And the idea that Hades had a son was just very new, might've okay. had a son, I should say was very new to me and that just that uh in itself like did you know Hades had a kid like no what like um we wanted to make a whole game around that and and why nobody knows about this guy and how he fits into like the kind of the one myth of Hades that is somewhat well known of how Persephone yeah. comes to join him um in the underworld and then and it, it felt really you know with the Theseus version, we always intended to go beyond uh, the labyrinth into the underworld because uh, Minos, uh, the, the king of Crete, ends up being one of the judges of the underworld and all this cool stuff. Um, so we, we thought it's like, just, just reverse it. And this idea of like a reverse Diablo is one of the phrases we used of, you know, <laughs> instead of going down to hell, you go from the bottom of hell up to the top um, and thinking about like Cerberus as the, as the family dog, you know, in the yeah. house of Hades, that, that is, that was the thing that like crystallized it and made us realize like that, that's closer to the tone that we want for this game. Where like, you know, as, as you know, Greek myth can get um, uh, like prof so, so incredibly dark and, and, yeah. and, hor and horrible. And we did know we wanted to draw the line there because in order for it to be relevant as like a family, as a story about family, there are certain lines that we felt were not, the, the, the story would have to be about all these other just awful traumatic things that we weren't yeah. interested in, in exploring. Well, but we still wanted to be respectful to the spirit of the source material. It's just, those are the things that like, I think are less, they're just, they're, they're important to engage with in the classical material, but 
in for like a modern audience, I think those things are massive uh, turnoffs. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and Greek myth exists through the act of adaptation. You know, people have always taken it and done things to make it feel relevant, you know, in, in the way that they see fit. And so we, we felt basically um, within, uh, we felt that we had the license as it were to make some of those choices. And so making it a more like kind of humor, a humorous a story about family is what is what we were excited about. Yeah. Um, I think to follow up with that, um, what goes into adapting this story and storytelling as, you know, as you all are conceptualizing it into the structure of the game, which is loops, right? Loops that yeah. look different depending on however it's generated. Is there like, that just sounds like an incredibly hard process from my standpoint. I'd want to know a little bit of what goes into making sure that each loop kind of has that uh, emotional resonance and humor and, you know, all those good things that people love Hades for. Yeah, that, that was, you know, that was definitely one of the central challenges for us, but something we were really, really excited to, to explore and try. Um, we, we decided to make it uh, a roguelike game, you know, a game where you're dying and starting over and it's different every time. Before we chose the, the theme, um, we were looking for a theme that, that, that made sense. We were looking for like a narrative justification for why you might be dying and trying to do the same thing over and over and over. So again, it leads us to the underworld because uh, what happens when you die in the underworld, you're already there. <laughs> um, and we, we laughed about it just like you are. And, you know, we had fun with it in that way. So it felt, yeah, it felt exciting to, to pursue. And then we, you know, we had to answer the question of like, how much story do you need for a game that you could potentially play forever? Because with yeah. roguelike games, there isn't necessarily a defined endpoint. Um, and so we really just started uh, chipping away at it, I suppose. We, we populated the world with, um, with a bunch of the characters, actually a ton of the characters that we put it, once we, once we chose the Hades theme and to focus on Zagreus, um, by the way, uh, on, on Zagreus, the part where he's a blank slate, like with yeah. very little known about it was, was really helpful. Um, it's not like Athena or some character where there's so much preconception as to what her story will be and, and everything. So the part where little was known about Zagreus is very helpful. Um, and we just, uh, you know, Achilles and Dusa and Skelly and Nyx and Hades, they were all there pretty early on and we gave them little things to say. Uh, we, you know, we gave them enough things to say so that if you played the game, you know, five or 10 times, you wouldn't see those things repeat. Um, and it's like, cool, this is, this is working. Um, and, and then we would add more things for them to say, and we would then start getting increasingly specific about some of the things they would say, right? Like, um, you know, Achilles might be like, oh, you made it, you know, you face, so you faced the Hydra that time I, I heard or something like that, because we, that kind of reactivity um, we've always valued in our games and we just wanted even more of it in, in Hades if we could help it. Um, and when we'd run into one of those specific moments of a character responding to some specific part of the context that felt really good and made us want to do even more and the way we handle that stuff on the back end is that it is just the game like kind of picking a random story event but it'll it'll prioritize ones that um it, it, there is like a priority system so if you kind of meet the requirements for like a specific story mm -hmm. event it'll give you that one instead of like a more you know a more general one um and as we just added more content to the system, it, it kind of worked and made us want to do stuff where the characters are 
referring to each other, sometimes talking to each other, uh, so on and so forth. And you know, we, we developed the game in uh, in in early access uh, for for a couple of years, uh, where we had like an active uh, player community, and they were responding really positively to the characters. So we just kept wanting to kind of develop them even more, um, and and it just kind of added up <laughs> over the course of development. Yeah, and I think. Um... Uh, as a follow-up, uh, especially from your line about uh, Zagreus kind of being a blank slate, and then you have other characters who aren't necessarily blank slates, right? Like Achilles and stuff like that. Um, and one of the things that Hades is loved for, and I add my love in there, is the character design and bringing characters to life. And yet, as much as they embody the characters that we, you know, some of which we know and we've seen a lot of, they also feel very different and very unique from any other iteration. What was that character, was there a character design challenge of like latching onto pieces that people would know um, as well as making them different? Or did you all just, yeah. you know, go down the different road and not kind of think about that? Yeah, so we, it, it's funny. Um, I, I love that they're seen as as different because to me, again, they're like, they're so directly inspired by by the by the classical mythology. Like to me, it's like, no, the, this is just more <laughs> more how they are. But they are in some respects an, ex, an extrapolation. Like um, Achilles is a character that, um, is really near and dear to me personally. Like I had wanted, to, I, I'm fascinated with the Iliad and uh, had always, you know, was like, oh, there should be a video game based off the Iliad. So in a roundabout way, this game gave me the opportunity to to finally include uh, Achilles in something, but extrapolating what he might like, basically like making it a sequel to the Iliad or what happens to this character <laughs> after his death. Like how would he look back on what happened with with, you know, 2020 hindsight? Um, um, things like that. And then, you, you know, uh, uh, like I, I have to, uh, I have to shout out uh, Gen Z, our, our incredible art director who, um, who creates the, the character designs as you see them. She, um, I mean, I'm always amazed to work with her because uh, I, she, we, I guess we make a good team on this stuff because she loves getting in the heads of the characters and like knowing a ton about them um, before she illustrates them. Um, so I get to, you know, start writing stuff and note some of the details. She does a ton of her own research. Uh, she she looks at classical portrayals of characters. She reads up on them, um, and you know, she finds out all the all these like connections to you know what particular animals are are associated with Artemis and these this kind of what materials are there. Um, are they associated with all the all this sort of stuff yeah. and and even when i have an, some expectation of what she's going to come back with because the character's already been written in some respects uh, she'll come back with a design and i'll be i'll be blown away like every single time <laughs> so uh, of course for some of the characters there's much less to go on so that and that part is really really fun as well you know we talk about the character tonally um we you know our game the, the, there's a tonal range, right? You have more ridiculous characters like Skelly, and then you have more more serious characters like Patroclus. Um, so we we kind of have an initial consensus on like where does this character sit along along that sort of uh, along the tonal spectrum? Are we looking for like a more humorous character and that kind of stuff? And Jen will um, Jen will then do her magic basically, yeah. So she um, and she'll sometimes adjust the character and stuff like that but I, it's rare that i uh i 
have have much to say about one of her designs other than it, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, and I think one of my last questions, and I have two. So the first one is, what's been your most rewarding experience like working on Hades? Um, I think the part, I mean, the part where we, it, it, it's the first project that we, that we planned, which may sound a little bit ridiculous. It's our fourth game. Um, for a lot of our previous games, we just, um, we had a, Kind of an experiential goal in mind, but we didn't really have we didn't really have too much to go on. We'd spend a lot of time exploring and trying really really different things. On Hades, we approached the game much more deliberately, and we plan. E this is even despite the part where we completely changed themes from the mm -hmm. from the Theseus thing. Um, we knew it was going to be a roguelike dungeon crawler, you know, set in Greek myth uh, that that was going to be an early access game and so on. And it just it's a game that we built around what the team like wanted to do and was excited about and was good at. It's like, it wasn't that we had this idea for Hades and now let's form the team. It's like, no, what does this team want to do? We have to find the concept that the most people here are the most excited about. And that was yeah. a concept that we came up with. And, and sure enough, it went, we just, we just developed it in this kind of brisk way. We didn't, um, People felt pretty fired up uh, working on it. We got good feedback from the from the community, and then it had this amazing, amazing launch. So I don't. I mean, it was it, making games never gets any easier. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's a it's a ton of it's a ton of hard work, but it was work that all felt like progress. It wasn't like throwing things at uh, you know. Even when we were um, even when we were throwing things out, it was in service of the next, you know, yeah. kind of better version of the idea. So it just felt like a very kind of productive development where we were able to do stuff that we're, we're having fun working on it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know if there's one moment that stands out as like the most rewarding, but the part where the team was like in harmony, making a game that we all cared about that then got good feedback. It's like, man, if we could, I have no reason to assume that, you know, things will just, oh, now they'll just all go as well as Hades, you know, from here on out. Uh, if, if we could have more development cycles that, that go like this one, that would be wonderful. Um, we'll certainly carry forward a lot of the lessons learned, but, you know, the things, things are always moving and, and changing and yeah. all that. So it was the right game for us at the right time, I guess. Uh, we're incredibly grateful uh, for yeah. the response. And that and that and that's what my my final question is about. Actually, Hades was everywhere. Like I would yeah. say that this is probably the like the most I guess seen game that I saw in my timeline. Because I actually didn't pick it up initially. I picked it up as I kept seeing pictures of characters come yeah. out, and you know, and now we have the console port coming. Like it, it it's a phenomena, really, especially you know for 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 your studio, and it it for me playing and what I saw it was very much beating and I, I beating I using quotation marks you know triple a titles coming out like the hype was there and the love was there what was it like for for y'all to be on the receiving end of that it it was um it was I I think surreal is the first word that comes to mind um it was not I I'm still I don't know that it's completely sunk in for any of us in part because it's like 
life goes on, we're still, you know, yeah. we're, we're, st we're still the same small team. We want to still be the same small team and keep working together. It was like incredibly, um, I mean, uh, at the same time, it's incredibly rewarding, right? Like what, a, what an incredible vote of confidence for, for what we did. So there's that part of it where we feel really good that the outcome of a development process that we felt quite good about was, was something that was so well-loved. And then um, certainly on a personal level, and I'm sure for many of us, it's like, I, I love that we kind of did our little part to, to keep, to, to fan the flames of Greek mythology, yeah. <laughs> you know, for more, because, because this is how it, this is how it survives by the stories being told and retold. And um, we didn't come up with these characters. We're, we're just uh, adapting them. Um, and that's what everybody who works in Greek myth does. So I, I, I love that we, were able to bring some of these lesser known uh, characters from Greek myth to light. Um, I, I semi, uh, at you know, I, like I, I have this guy right on my desk uh, <laughs> w w watching over me. It's like, I, I hope, I hope they, they forgive us for shining a spotlight on them because I, I think that the gods of the underworld maybe enjoy that. Not everybody enjoys being in the spotlight and it makes sense that um, the gods of the underworld, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they don't want fame the same as <laughs> the Olympians do. So, but um, yeah, I, I would, I, I'm not even kidding. It's like, I, I, I started to think that like they, the gods must've had something to do with the game. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't, it can't be easily explained any other way. Cause we, even if, even if we made a game that a lot of people like, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, when it comes to awards and things like that, you, you don't, you don't control the world around yeah. you. You can only control the quality of your own work. So um, the, the part where it stood out to people above some of, some of these amazing AAA games is not something that we could have um, anticipated. It happens once in a while uh, with games from smaller studios, but it's, it's just extraordinarily unlikely. So, um, and even things like our ability to, you know, last year was so, um, was so much for everybody and yeah. our, our team was was able was like resistant to, we were able to keep working as a small team that was set up to work remotely in the first place so like yeah. the covid situation didn't disrupt things for us as badly as it did uh, i think for a lot of people um and but that made us i think in many cases it made us feel even more fired up to just try and make the most of this um yeah. it, for, for me it helped take my mind off of things working on it. I was really glad to, to have it be a part of my life while I was, you know, very actively working on it. Cause I could just <laughs> push away uh, reality and focus on our own little world that, that we knew, you know, players were enjoying and um, that, that felt good. So. Awesome. Well, that's really all I have. Oh, actually, yeah. um, if you could give like one tip to somebody who's going to pick up Hades for the first time on the Xbox or the PlayStation, what would it be? Um, the, I think the main, the main thing is like, it's okay to die. Like, <laughs> just go ahead. It's, it's part of the, it's, it's part of the story, um, and part of the process. And, um, you know, you'll come back, you use the, use the mirror of night, get a little bit stronger and, and you'll be, you'll be getting through it in, in no time. But yeah, we wanted to make the experience of dying over and over feel like it was, um, it was part of the fun and not, not something to not because you failed it's just yeah it's just gonna happen so <laughs> we we learn we learn from our mistakes that sort of thing 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was my really, pleasure. really great. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you.